I'm Nikisha, and this is Talking Horror with Jamie. And Nikisha. Where we share our love for spooky things and talk horror through the lens of human behavior. Welcome, everyone. (laughs) Also, make sure you check your back seat, guys, because today we are... Look behind you. Always look behind you. (laughs) Because today we are talking about... Wow, I... (laughs) I'm sorry, I have to stop myself because I wrote a joke in and now I'm looking at the joke and saying, this is really bad. But I said, <laughs> we, we're talking about the deadliest carpool karaoke ever. <laughs> it's a great joke. <laughs> uh, the 1998 slasher film, Urban Legend. <laughs> Finally, as Jamie gives a big whoop yay because she has talked about this movie for God knows how long. It's been a suggestion for a a lot of movies we have watched (laughs) on this podcast. So super excited that we get to dive into this one full force. Now, this movie is directed by Jamie Blanks and written by Silvio, Silvio Horta. Read Nikisha. Uh, and this movie stars Jared Leto, Alicia Witt, Rebecca Gayhart, and Tara Reed, just to name a few, on top of this very, very stacked cast. Because, my God, guys, Loretta Devine, absolutely. Oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> Joshua Jackson, is, Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah. Like, this was Robert like. England. Robert England. Yeah. Robert England? yeah. Duh. Right, right, Freddie. Fantastic. Uh, and this is the first installment in the Urban Legend Chain of Three which I think I just realized that there were other movies. And so now I want to watch them. I'm yeah. very interested. This is, a small, this is a smaller chain, though. I mean, it's fine. I, I liked this one enough to be invested in, in the other two. So I'll definitely check those out. So obviously heavy spoilers. <laughs> yes. Obviously heavy spoilers for Urban Legends and probably some Urban Legends that you might not even heard of before because I'm sure Jamie has a few that she would love to share. And I would love to know. <laughs> <laughs> so are there any trigger warnings, Jamie, for this movie? Yeah. I mean, this is a quintessential slasher, so there are loads of insides on the outside. Loads. There's also, ooh, this one gets me every time. Um, there is a depiction of an animal dying. It's gross. Mm. I hate it. Um, it mm. upsets me. Um, so... Uh, so that's that's not a good one. Um, but yeah, a whole bunch of murder, stabbings, blood, guts, uh, <laughs> screams of being murdered. Um, mm-hmm. So a car accident. Um, so if any of this is unsettling to you, maybe you know, so try something try something else. See, yeah. check something else out. Uh, <laughs> something something where the insides remain inside. Right. Something that's maybe not a slasher. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) perhaps. Perhaps. But before we get into everything that is urban legend, our producer Brian has a couple of words. Producer Brian? Yes. Hi, everybody. Producer Brian here. I just want to remind you to find us on YouTube. Hi, everybody. If you're watching us on YouTube right now, hello. Um, Hello. uh, We post all of these with the video on YouTube. Um, you can also subscribe to us wherever you find podcasts. Um, you can find us on social media at Talk Horror Pod, um, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all the fun places. We're doing a lot of fun, cool stuff there. Um, and um, yeah, come join us there uh, while you know as you listen to uh, to each episode. Um, we're very again. If you haven't been listening, um, 
we're doing for spooky season for October. Each one of us picked a movie. Uh, this is Jamie's pick of Urban Legend. Um, and so um, check out the other ones that I picked and Nikisha picked. But uh, yeah, back to you, Nikisha. Yes. <laughs> it's always the voices. I love the voices. Uh, great. So I feel like, Brian, you've watched some things. I might have seen something on TikTok before we get into Urban Legend. Tell me what you've been watching this okay. week. Okay. So this <laughs> relates a lot to Urban Legend, actually. Great. Um, and I had, I had an epiphany this week. Jamie and I – so we're recording this before you're listening to it. So we watched the original Hellraiser, Hellraiser – Hellraiser. Hellraiser. We watched Hellraiser for the first time. I'd never seen it uh, because they announced the release of the reboot, which comes out in early October. By the time you're hearing this, you've already probably seen that reboot. We've probably already seen that reboot. For all we know, we'll cover it on this podcast. I don't know. Um, however, we watched the original Hellraiser for the first time. And I did not like it. I wow. Have you seen it, Nikisha? No, I've not seen it either, but I'm just I'm interested in, in you not liking it. So um, I put this out to um, TikTok and I got a lot of it was a very positive conversation. No, like no one really came for me or what one person did, but that's fine. Right. Um, uh, but it was a very positive conversation because I basically posed like I thought the movie was bad. However, people really like it or people really don't like it. I found like there was very little middle ground for meh. Um, mm. But my issue is the special effects, the practical effects are outstanding. They Even really like really great. I actually think Hellraiser would be a very good movie to do for this podcast. Um, just because it deals with a lot of human behavior and mental health. Um, mm-hmm. a lot. Um, so maybe we should definitely do it. Maybe I'll have a different opinion if I watch it a second time, even though I don't really want to watch it a second time. Um, <laughs> people also told me that Hellraiser 2 is better than Hellraiser 1, which which makes me interested in watching that one. Um, okay. So this is how I feel about Hellraiser. Nobody acts like a human in the movie. Humans aren't, humans aren't being humans. They're not having regular, real conversations with each other. That is probably the dialogue and the screenplay's fault. Um, um, but they just, like, interact with each other in, like, the weirdest way. Um, people really apparently love the book or the, the, the short story or the story or whatever it's based on, um, which I'm sure is very interesting. However... This movie and execution doesn't work for me because I don't believe a lot of the characters' motivations. I don't believe the characters' relationships to each other. And therefore, any actions that they take uh, don't work for me. I think... We also don't know where it takes place. Oh my gosh, it bothered the hell. I don't know where this takes place! She's British. Other people in the community are not. They say she's going back home. And it looks like an old English home. I don't know where it takes place. It bothers me. Maybe I just, like, need to watch it a second time and, like, I miss miss them saying, like, I guess we're moving to England. I guess we're moving to (laughs) Ohio. Like, I don't know. (laughs) But the point that I'm making is that I think that this movie is brilliant in concept. I love the idea of pain versus pleasure. It's Clive Barker, so you have very similar Candyman um, vibes to it in terms of that pain versus pleasure. You're kind of caught in the middle. There's a fine line between the two. I love that like Pinhead and the Cenobites, the Cenobites, whatever you call them, like really aren't the main antagonists of the movie. Spoiler alert. But like that's the way it's been marketed for years. This is also mm-hmm. a staple franchise, a staple chain in the horror world that I'd never watched. And so you have high expectations for it because like, you know, we've watched ho- – I, recently I watched Halloween for the first time. Recently I watched The Nightmare on Elm Street for the first time. I watched a lot of these slasher movies, Friday the 13th, that I'd never seen before because I'm not a slasher guy growing up but those movies held up to all the expectations hellraiser did not hold up to the expectations i also think outside of the sorry i'm going in a rant um this is gonna end up being a parlor talk but um (laughs) um i definitely definitely did not feel like this movie was 
as good as people say it was because in concept it's awesome all these thematic elements are amazing i think the execution is very poor i don't think it mm. gets across what it wants to get across because i don't think the acting is good and i don't and, mm. and i'm talking about for 80s standards i don't think the acting mm-hmm. is good for 80s standards and um and like these campy whatevers i also don't think that the screenplay is very good i'm sure the book is awesome i'm sure the book can actually get into kind of this like um this um you know, this 50 shades of gray type of like <laughs> world and things like that, like this pain and pleasure. I, I just was so uninterested because I couldn't get into it, but it made it, it gave me an epiphany. Mm-hmm. The epiphany that it gave me is that I have zero nostalgia or attachment to 80s horror movies. 80s horror movies are not what I fell in love with horror from. I I appreciate them for what they did to the genre. I love some of the campiness of some of them. I, I really do. Um, and I appreciate how – one of my favorite things about horror movies is how they reflect the times. So you have mm-hmm. Satanic Panic in the 80s, which we saw in Stranger Things that relates directly to Hellraiser. You have this idea of like yuppies and like this like specific class of – person the boomers like growing up and having kids and whatnot like in that era and the money and like the emotion the relationship they have affect so many of the horror movies we've seen and the 80s is i feel like a huge place where generational aspirations and a gap also started to widen with like reagan down trick um Econo- the trickle-down economics from the Reagan yeah. era and stuff like that. So you have all of this stuff to work with. And I love that it's trying to reflect the age of that era and like juxtaposed to what's happening. It's very campy and all that stuff. But this movie did execute on a premise that I really enjoyed. So this made me realize that I have no nost- – if I haven't seen it as a young kid, I do not care about the 80s movie. Like I watched Night of the Demons, a lot of these 80s movies. Um, the, 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 oh, some of the ones that do hold up are like um, uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street uh, and uh, – yeah. And I think Friday the 13th is 1980, 1981. I think right at, yeah. But that still feels like a 1970s movie. That doesn't feel like an 80s movie to me. The other ones Mm do, and I've watched a couple of those, um, which I'm posting on um, TikTok, uh, my watch through of those, and Nightmare on Elm Street with Jamie. But I know I'm I'm, I'm beleaguering this point, but the point is, is that I watched Urban Legend, a movie from 1998 that that is bad. I loved it. I loved it. Because I have a – that is my sweet spot. Growing up watching mm-hmm. Scream and all these 90s movies, honestly, even um, even um, even uh, Candyman, which is like 91, 92, still yeah. feels like an early 90s movie and actually doesn't feel like a carryover from the 80s. It does in some ways, but it feels more 90s. Like these mm-hmm. like – these like I still know – I know what you did last summer and mm-hmm. Screams and all of these 90 movies – that's my wheelhouse and I can watch any of them and get enjoyment out of them because I have nostalgia for that type of filmmaking, that type of like Gen X, like filmmaking, if you will. That's fair, yeah. Whereas I, 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 I don't care about 80s horror, which is like unfortunate because like, that's like a lot of people's favorite like genre, 80s horror. Uh, and like, mm-hmm. but I would much rather watch a horror movie from the seventies, this like avant-garde, like super cool, like, I love when we watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I loved it. It was spectacular. Yeah. I love the original Halloween, but like you get into the '80s schlock, and it's like not for me unless I watched it as a kid. Like, like I love the Toxic Avenger. I love um, Monster Squad, obviously. But I watched those things growing up. I, I mm-hmm. the like I, I'm just realizing that like that is not my flavor of horror movie. Um, yeah, it fair. has to be made very well or kind of like stand out in a way. And Hellraiser was a perfect example of this is an awesome movie for like what they were trying to convey in the 80s and like what they were trying to do at the time. But like I just can't get into it because I have no nostalgia for this type of filmmaking. That has been parlor talk with Brian <laughs> on that has been my Hellraiser. Come sit, have a drink. It's parlor talk. <laughs> That's what it is. Hellraiser isn't a party. <laughs> Hellraiser is how I feel about Hellraiser. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I know I just like steamrolled that, and I know that Jamie didn't enjoy it either. Perhaps she has something else that I didn't cover. No, I think he said a lot of things. Um, but no, I think it was – it just wasn't for me, and that's okay. And yeah, there are absolutely. a lot of other – there's other 
things of that time period that I can, that I, that I have more nostalgia for that I can get behind. This just wasn't, this wasn't one of them. Um, and there's so many, there's 10 of these. So I'm just like, it's obviously for other people. It's just not for me. Yeah. I feel that. Well, with that, let's get into the plot summary of uh, Urban Legend. <laughs> oh, I, I will say, Deep sorry. Private. I will yeah. say, I love Sleepaway Camp aside from how it oh, treats, yeah. like, aside from the twist and how it, like, represents transgender people in today's world and just how it puts certain, like, things on them. I still love the hell out of, like, the, no pun intended, the campiness of Sleepaway Camp. Yes. Um. So I guess that's... That's a, uh, I don't know. Maybe that just leans more into the camp of it. I guess I appreciate ones that lean into the camp as opposed to like trying to be serious in an 80s style of filmmaking. Yes. Mm. That makes makes a lot of sense though because the more that people are into the camp and the acting is camp, then you can get on the ride a little easier. Yeah, that's that's a good description. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Back to plot, plot. Plot. Name plot. the plot. 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 What's the plot? <laughs> I think it's Jamie, you know, mm. to give a two-minute plot summary of the wonderful urban legend. Are you ready, Jamie? Oh, I was born to give this plot summary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. All right. Uh, here we go. Two minutes on the clock. Tell us, Jamie, what's urban legend about? Um, so Michelle is riding her car in a rainstorm and stops at a gas station. And this guy is trying to help her, but she is afraid of him. So she drives away. Turns out there's a killer in her back seat, and she gets decapitated. Mm-hmm. Cut to Pendleton University, mm-hmm. um, an, an esteemed college in in, in Maine. Um, I think is what we realized. Um, there's a whole bunch of students, Jared Leto, uh, uh, Rebecca Gayhart, all of them, they're all hanging out. Um, they're all talking about the murder and Natalie seems distressed. Later we find out she knew Michelle. Um, she's hanging out with, um, uh, uh, what's his face from, I don't want to wait. And, um, he tries to make a move. He goes out to pee because she rejects him. Um, the murderer gets him, hangs him. Um, and then she's in the car and she hears the ee on the roof of the car. And then she drives away and it turns out that he's connected to the car. And so she like kind of inadvertently kills him. Um, she goes back to the school and everyone's like, oh yeah, he, he had plans. It's fine. Um, she goes into her room and her goth roommate is, um, having sex. So she doesn't turn on the light, uh, earlier. And then another time where she's going back into the room, but it turns out she's not having sex. She's being murdered. Um, she also is bipolar, but also got, I don't know. I have a lot of feelings mm-hmm. about that. Um, so she wakes up and then there's seconds. blood on the wall and it's like, Oh, do, are you glad you didn't turn on the lights? Um, everyone gets murdered by urban legends, uh, pop rocks and bathroom chemicals. The dog gets blown up in the microwave it's so sad um uh the the screaming in the in the song uh the screaming happens on the radio station Tara Reed, oh my god um long story short uh everyone else gets murdered natalie finds out that rebecca gayhart is the murderer because she got into a car accident her boyfriend got into a car accident because of the light flashing gang initiation thing um but then she gets killed <sighs> yes there's just there's a lot that is going on that so is so much very much plot driven that you do have to kind of cover. So good job to you, Jamie. That was not an easy task for sure. That's the plot. Yeah, I didn't I didn't do Pendleton University justice, but Or does she she doesn't die at the end, we find out. Oh yeah. She's still alive at another university in the Northeast because that's just where murders happen. Yeah, with with college kids (laughs) who don't look like college kids. Oh, my God. Everyone at the end looked like they were 40. That was wild. God. (laughs) Well, let's get into our first segment, uh, likes and gripes. And now our likes and gripes. So tell me your relationship with the movie, and then give me your likes and gripes. Jamie, you want to go first since this is your sure. movie? 
It's mine. It is um, so you'll you'll be shocked to hear that there yeah. was once a time where I like I couldn't do this movie, like terrified. Mm. Um, <clears throat> my so as I've mentioned before, when I was a wee tot, I was terrified <laughs> of scary movies. Like couldn't couldn't do the trailers on TV. Like would just give me nightmares and send me into a tizzy. So of course I had. I had a very close friend growing up. His name is Danny. Um, and he would make me watch all of these freaking scary movies. And I hated it. And I think he just liked to watch me be very upset at watching them. Aww. Anyway, so he brought uh, Urban Legends over on VHS. Uh, for those of you who don't know what that is, um, we used to watch films. It was this black <laughs> box. I and then this. inside it had like a – you know, like a tape. Well, I guess tape cassette. You might not know. So know what that is. Well, if you um, watched anyway. Urban Legend, you know what it is. <laughs> oh, yes, right, right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so he like brought this over to my house, made me watch it. I was, I like couldn't. It, it just like scared the crap out of me. And then once I like got over my fear of scary movies when I was older, I revisited this and I was like, oh my god, this movie is excellent. I. I, like speaking of nostalgia, I have so much nostalgia for this movie, mm-hmm. um, having once been terrified and then like just enjoying it. Um, so I've seen this many a times. Um, and I, I like this plot. I like the idea of using the urban legends to drive the story because like these are things that, that, you hear about in, in other contexts. So like, I like that they're taking, I think it, it is trying to build this connection to the movie. And like, that's, that's my favorite thing about it. Like, I feel like people can get into it because they've probably heard these urban legends before, Mm -hmm. whether they've heard them in the same way of like, Oh, my cousin's nieces, uh, you know, best friends, boyfriends, um, ex died this way. And it's like, you don't have that connection to the person, but like you somehow know of someone who's experienced this and that connects you back to the larger story. So Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Like that's kind of at the core and, and, and then, you know, they make a a schlocky horror film out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so I love this. I I also like forgot that Jared Leto was in it in the rewatch. I don't know where my how my brain compartmentalized that. So that yeah. was exciting. Um it didn't even like look like him. Like he was so young in this that it like mm-hmm. it still didn't quite look like him. And I think this was off of his um uh My um, so-called life. Yes, thank you. Well, I didn't um, recognize him because he didn't have he didn't have damage tattooed across across the head. <laughs> Yikes. Oh right, he also wasn't um a vampire. Uh Oh, right, right, okay. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but I don't know. Maybe 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 Jared Leto was um you know, not <laughs> that when when doing this hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um I also really like that I love I love this final girl because she's like very competent and smart and and like is, I mean, she's coming to these conclusions and like other people aren't necessarily listening to her, which is frustrating. But like, I think she's very, she's like able to kind of put all these pieces together, but also she's carrying this secret that like no one else knows, which is why she's able to put the puzzles together, the puzzle pieces together. But like, yeah, I, I just think that she's a very strong and like strong-willed, um, clever final girl, not that other final girls aren't, but some of it I feel like is often like the context of the situation that they're put in. And I just, I think that she's like mostly, you know, and, and also like very compassionate for the people around her, which also ends up being her downfall. But, um, yeah, I just, I really appreciate her. I really appreciate Tara Reed in this movie. I feel Mm -hmm. like there was like a prime Tara Reed, uh, Acting Era? time. Yes. Yeah. This was it. Yes. Um, uh, Josie and the Pussycats yeah, exactly also it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like I, <laughs> I, I really like her in this, even though like she's not in it for a whole lot, but, um, but I do, I also think it's just like very funny that she's giving like sex advice on a college campus. Like mm-hmm. probably nine year old me watching this for the first time had no idea what was going on. 
Um, I was way more scared of like the killer than I was like paying attention to any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean like all, all of these, all of these people, this is like peak this time period, all of these actors in this. So like, I just really, it just really brings me back to, um, you know, the, the nostalgia of like late nineties, early two thousands. Um, I also love this killer. Um, I, I like kind of like how we get there, even though it also is like complete nonsense also Mm -hmm. as a mental health professional. Like it's just totally nonsensical, but I think that she, I think Rebecca Gayhart plays it really well. I know we also saw her in, um, in Scream 2. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, like I just also like that's her natural hair at the end. Um, work. Yeah, they they apparently like straighten it for most of the other scenes and like the the first two thirds of the movie before mm-hmm. the reveal, and then they like let her natural hair show for. They thought that if they just had her like natural like her natural hair throughout the whole thing, it would like be more obvious that she was the killer, um, yeah, which I thought hair. was really interesting. And I was like, "What are you trying to say about like curly hair?" People? Right? Um, frizzy hair? I you do- crazy? Frizzy hair? You crazy? <laughs> right? Oh no. Um, but yeah, I do. I, I, I think that she's really good. I just, I just love this movie. There's, there's not that much that I'm going to complain about other than the fact that like, yeah, maybe people aren't really making smart decisions. They're just like explaining things away without any concrete evidence. Like they're just like, oh yeah. Um, what's his face is told Joshua Jackson's not here because like he's on a ski trip and like no one, like she goes to check, but like nobody else you know, bats an eyelash. And I don't know if that's because like people, you know, young people in college are like so egocentric, not like a, not in a mean way, but just like you're young and like you're, you're only thinking about yourself. So you're not necessarily thinking about, and that, that makes sense for like development purposes. You're not necessarily thinking that like something else could be going on. Mm -hmm. Um, so like how much of it is just like that and, and, you know, young people brain, um, not being fully developed and making bad choices because like, that's what they're inclined to do or because like truly these humans are not making like human choices. Um, so I don't really know, but I, I'd like to think it was the, the former because I like this movie too much to have anything mean to say about it. But, um, yeah, I don't really think I gave too many gripes there. Sorry. No, it's all good. It's likes and gripes. You know, you can do do whatever you want. <laughs> um, I this is my second time watching this movie. I watched it for the first time a couple of months ago because it popped up on my for you on Hulu, and I text. I remember texting our group chat and saying, "Oh my God, Urban Legends is on Hulu. I'm about to watch it because Jamie so has excited. just been like talking about it for so long." And so I just sat and I watched it and I, I was just smiling the whole time. And I think, uh, uh, Brian, I'm glad that you had your parlor talk because I think the reason why I like this movie so much is because 90s horror is my nostalgia. Mm. And so I, everything about, or just, or just the 90s in general, I, I won't even say horror. If it's 90s, that is, was the peak time of my life. Sure. And so I feel – Whoa, 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 whoa. You're starring in Hamilton right now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me that the peak of your life was watching Scream in, you know, like Birmingham, Alabama. Listen, I'll have, okay, Mobile, Alabama. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> but I, I will say I just remember – a simpler time when it was actually cold in October and Mm. I would go trick-or-treating and I would have (laughs) my outfits and my sister would make me watch all the Chucky movies and I didn't want to watch them, but I did watching (laughs) Hocus Pocus, you know? And so that calms me because I just remember that calming feeling. And so when I watch stuff of that nature, it's just like my anxiety is all right, we're calm because we've seen this place before. Wait, (laughs) Nikisha. Yes. I'm obsessed with that description because this movie (laughs) calmed me down. Like not that I was like in a crazy place, but like there's something about that 90s slasher movie that's a clear ripoff of Scream, whether it's this or I Know What You Did Last Summer. And there are a ton more that really, even early 2000s, that really Mm -hmm. like – 
internally changed something in me where I feel like we just watched Trick or Treat last night and I got that same feeling just of like the like that Halloween night and like all of that yes. that I kind of get from that. I just got goosebumps from your description. Like yeah. I, and you not, knocked it out of the park. I just needed to, I just needed to commend you on that one. You fucking nailed <laughs> well, thank it. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. But I, but it's true, and I don't know the the psychology of of that. But it's true when you have such a remembrance of something, no matter how old you are, if that feeling comes back in any kind of capacity, you just feel like, okay, yeah, everything is good. This is this is great. And so this is what I felt watching this movie. I watched it again last night, and I also think that it's great. I also think that this will probably be in my canon of things to watch pre-Halloween now or that I would get, you know, other people to watch with me as like, yeah, let's get ready for Halloween because uh, I love the fashion, of course, 90s fashion, <laughs> Every, everything about it. The fact that Tara Reid is running in the fucking platform. Oh, my God. And I just was screaming at the screen like, girl, take those off, please, so you can fucking run. But anyway, um, I love how sex positive it is too, you know, just to see – see that and watch it, you know, cause I, if I was watching it younger, like Jamie said, I probably, that I probably would have missed all that. And I just love that. Like Jamie also said, anyone can relate to it because someone has heard of these or one of these urban legends. And I didn't realize how many were just kind of in the back of my brain that I didn't realize I knew until I watched this movie. And I thought, Oh my God, I've definitely heard of this before because my, I specifically remember my parents talking about the gang initiation in the head beam lights. Mm-hmm. thing. And it's just so crazy how all of this stuff can navigate through our our generation no matter what part of the country you're in, you know. You've heard of all these things. It's great. Um I definitely want an encyclopedia of urban legends though. I need that as like a coffee table book. <laughs> so if anyone, you know, wants to sponsor, get get us three books please. Thank you. Uh <laughs> I think that, uh, what is it, Rebecca Gayhart? Love her acting. I think that she's wonderful as this character, especially at the end. Like, literally in my notes, I put Brenda is acting in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I also put um, some dumb decision making, but I still enjoyed it. And I think it all goes back to what we've been talking about this whole time is, is just the, the nostalgia for the 90s. And it's... Uh, really wonderful so and loretta divine again i just, i love everything oh she's in and it was so fucking dramatic when she got shot and like flipped her whole body over the table <laughs> <laughs> i was like yes that's really extreme because <laughs> that gun would not have done that much you know to knock you off your feet like that but okay uh yeah so i i loved everything about it i really don't have that many gripes as well mostly because it was just a great 90s slasher film. Brian? Uh, both of you covered most of it. I just have a couple other points here. Um, some likes. I thought the opening sequence is spectacular. I love a spooky gas station. It was only $1.14 for gas, so that was oh, that was God. a like. Um, the, the total eclipse of the heart, bad singing, carpool karaoke was awesome. Um, <laughs> so Brad Dourif showing up was awesome. I love the cameos in this movie. Um, but that, that opening was truly excellent. When he yells at her like there's someone in the back seat, like my heart was like pounding because yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat the same thing that you two just said. I was invested because I also had heard all of these um, urban legends. So it's just like, wait, I thought that just happened to a kid in my town. You know, like, like in my, you of know course. what I mean? Totally. Yes. Um, or even just like scary stories of like a cast party, you know, like, mm, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it turned out that it was her boyfriend's toenails on the top of the car, like stuff like that. <laughs> um, so I love that. Another like, I love a good student amateur reporter. <laughs> um, just always being like, listen, can I just interview you quickly? I know we're friends, but uh, can I get this on the record, off the record? Um, That's an uh, incredible voice. <laughs> um, man, walking in on your roommate having sex and then just like sleeping there with your CD player in, like that just that I'm glad that that set up, you know, the urban legend of like someone being killed in the room and whatnot. But like that's that's a bit much. 
Uh, but I'm yeah, sure it like, happens no all the time the in college. Like no stock on the door. Yeah, like, that's what I'm thinking. You're, you're being rude. I Come think that. Now. Yes, I agree. I think that her roommate was that fault for not having some sort of a system where your sock yes. is on the door or something like that. Um, yes. <laughs> fantastic. Um, also, the main character, Alicia Witt or whatever her name is, uh, is also in Mr. Holland's Opus. And I love Mr. Holland's Opus. So that's a like. Um, uh, okay. Like. Greatest line in the whole movie. Quote, you should check her pulse. She's looked like that for years. Yes. The appropriate thing to say when someone in your dorm is being wheeled out dead. So Um, crazy. My like was that I was on the same wavelength as this movie from the cassette players in the the car to the CD man, like the walk CD or CD man or whatever it was, the disc man, the disc man, excuse me, Mm -hmm. the hand, the middle Hanson brother comment, zoot suit riot, Martha Stewart living all all of these movies, all these references like gave me life. Um, Oh, another quote. She, they mentioned that she was bipolar or, or she was on lithium or whatever it was. Um, the dean mm-hmm. or whoever is mentioning that to her. And she goes, and Lysia goes, um, she painted the room black. I had a feeling. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, and and, and, and I, just to that point, she saw the bottle of, of lithium. So it's like, why would you make, why would that be the first thing you say? Totally. It's like, oh, she painted her room black. You could have, you could have been like, Oh no, I saw her medication. Like, yeah, yeah. I put two and two together. Anyway, keep going. Um, <laughs> gaslighting. I like the idea that the massacre doesn't have to be true for the killer to do what they did with urban legends and stuff like that. Mm. How, and, and however, it doesn't matter cause it was true. Um, uh, I like, how it was kind of like indirect gaslighting where people like uh, people weren't necessarily lying to her because no one said like it, things didn't happen or whatnot. Um, but, uh, but like also she was figuring it out because she had extra pieces of information. So it felt like mm. gaslighting. I guess it could be considered gaslighting as well. Um, I have a quote from, too damn long. I don't remember what that part of the movie that's from, but I remember someone saying too damn long and I was laughing. Um, <laughs> they're the Pendleton Lumberjacks. I like that. Um, <laughs> no, you said, can I, I want a, a t-shirt? That's yeah. That. <laughs> I want a Pendleton Lumberjacks t-shirt. No, quite like the swim team. Um, yes. <laughs> the backstory is wild and feels out of nowhere, but I love it. That feels very nineties movie. Um, yeah. Likes and gripes at the same time. Leg injuries. Um, like mm. cutting Woof. Achilles under that's, mm. that's the urban legend that I hate the most because I've seen it in a yes. lot of horror movies. Um, and that's one that always gets me no matter what, mm-hmm. um, yep. uh, here it's light. I don't know what that's from. Um, Oh, gripe. There is no way that that entire huge building on campus where the massacre happened would not be refurbished and still used And a historic oh, yeah. university like that the building would absolutely be dorms or classrooms or something. That's not believable. That's a gripe, but I love it. Mm. Um, mm. Um, oh, why? Why? When Brenda is screaming why at her <laughs> yeah. is spectacular. <laughs> love that. Oh, and she also says, I'm a little nutty. And she also says, um, she also, instead of saying urban legend, says UL. And I, I was obsessed with that. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, well, because yeah, we like had my this. Favorite, so. One of my favorite ULs. <laughs> yeah, oh, one of my favorite ULs. Great. Um, love that she, very Adams Family Values. Again, another 90s movie where she has a full slideshow to tell her how <laughs> she enacted her plan. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Truly spectacular. Like, um, what kind of friend are you? Another, all of her lines in that reveal. I want to watch this again. I fucking loved this movie. Yes. Um, I like that it starts and ends with the same urban legend. Like we are now in tune with the urban legends and we're like yelling at them. Like, Oh my God, she's in the backseat. Like, I love that. Got me very engaged. Um, these kids are so old. Um, the big hair is crazy. And here's my major gripe about this movie. I do not remember that puffy coat being popular enough that three people in this movie had it. Four people. The killer had it. Robert England had it. The um, creepy, oh, another like the creepy janitor. The creepy janitor had it. <laughs> and the girl at the swim the practice summer, had yeah. it. Who, mm-hmm. I didn't, listen, I know jackets are popular. Like there's that one from Amazon that's very popular winter coat right now or whatever it is. Like I get it. But like, 
how many people were going to like I don't know what was popular in the late nineties like. I don't know, or like a North Face jacket or something. <laughs> yeah, like the North Face jacket's like, I guess yeah. it's believable, but I don't remember. Everyone, everyone, maybe it was a giveaway from the university or something like that. But <laughs> but my my final like is that it reminded me of my love for urban legends. And like, you know, like at sleepaway camp, my sleepaway camp, like Cropsy, or that like someone escaped from the local mental, mental institution. There's no mental, local mental mm-hmm. institution. And like, be careful mm-hmm. in the woods and all of that stuff. Like I had, I had a lot of like, like memories flood up because of that. Um, I, I, oh, another like, I like that this is a ripoff of Scream. I like that this is a ripoff of, uh, I know what you did last summer. The director has even gone on record, said that he got the screenplay for Scream, really wanted to direct it, but obviously lost out to Wes Craven, and then got the, I know what you did last summer screenplay, and really wanted to direct that, and got close, but didn't get that. So then they got this screenplay. So you can feel how this is like, I would buy the three of those movies in like a '90s like slasher three pack. That's like the best pack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I'm, which is like I guess spoiling our suggestions at the end, but um, yep. oh, I funny. just absolutely loved this movie, and mm-hmm. I recognize that when we get to Rotten Tomatoes, I have no idea what it's. I mean, I know, but like it could be anything. But like mm-hmm. I recognize that this is actually is not a great movie overall but i fill in the blanks with greatness because of because of like you know like if, if someone's asked me like should i watch urban legend or scream like i'm never gonna pick urban legend over like scream i I might not even pick it over i know what you did last summer which we have to rewatch for this because i haven't watched have it in a long time to. have to yeah but like man i this movie was great my first time watching it i can't believe i'd never seen it and i'm obsessed with it and i can't wait to watch it Oh, I didn't know Again. this was your first time watching no, it. No, I had never watched it before. It, I, it, oh I just God. hadn't. Yeah, sorry. I should have opened with that. I loved oh, it. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. I just feel, I feel so validated that everybody had so much fun watching this. It's, and like, yes. I, the sense of relief that I feel is, is overwhelming. But you know, I, and I'm curious to see what the, the, what the numbers would look like for maybe, you know, Gen Zers watching. Sure this movie Mm. as opposed to our generation, as opposed to boomers or whoever, you know, and seeing if they feel the same. I mean, because, I mean, Brian said it's not a super great movie, but I think the context and the acting outweighs a a lot of, you know, the the ripping off aspect of it. And you still have a good time. I don't know. I guess I'm just saying, I feel like people could still have a good time, even if they're not 90s babies like we are and love kind Mm -hmm. of the the 90s aesthetic of everything just based on and i'm also curious to know do people even tell urban legends anymore like is that still happening at summer camps or super camps you know i mean i did want to ask if you guys know of any other urban legends that were not depicted in this hi you stole my question i was gonna ask that too Ah! i don't know but jamie do you have one I do. Yeah, tell me. I do. Do you know about the um, the the licked hand one? The dogging <gasps> dogs licking. Yes, hand? only because you told us that in another. Oh, did I? <laughs> episode. That's the only reason why I know. Because that's it's like, like the only other one that I can think of off the top of my head that I remember. But uh, well, tell the for people, those the that didn't might listen, not know. Yeah. Yes. Um. <laughs> It's uh, this person's home alone with their dog. Um, and then apparently like on the news, wherever people are getting their news, they find out, she finds out that um, there's a killer loose in the neighborhood. So she locks all the things um, and goes to bed and takes her dog with her into the room and, and you know, goes to bed. And then she wakes up in the middle of the night and hears like a dripping sound Um but she's like too afraid to get out of bed. And so she like reaches down for her dog and her dog starts licking her to like make her feel more comfortable. And she goes back to bed. The next morning she wakes up and goes into the bathroom and finds that her dog is dead and there's blood all over the place. And then on the mirror or the shower wall, it says humans can lick too. I don't like that one at all. (laughs) No, I know. I'm like, I got to hold, I got to hug Ted a little, a little tighter. A little tighter and never. Oh, he's so sleepy. Oh, that's also um, why you can't be uh, on on your bed with limbs out. 
out. Oh, yeah. Because, like, the monsters under your bed will get you. But also, like, a weird person might lick you. Exactly. You just never know. Either way, keep it inside the covers, guys. Mm -mm. (laughs) 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 Like, like, do – in terms of other urban legends, does, like, the Jersey Devil count? I do not know what that is. Oh, that's, like, uh, it's, like, a creature – like urban legends are just like folklore, like the crossover between the two. Okay. So like localized folklore, I feel like would would fall under that bucket. But mm-hmm. it's just like a a creature that lives in what the Pine Barrens, I think, oh. um, in New Jersey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and like you know looks like like has like devilish features, and people say that they've seen him flying around. <laughs> Okay. Mm-mm. <laughs> There's a lot of like weird folklore. Have you are you familiar though with like the weird New Jersey series? No. Oh yeah. There's like a whole. They like had like a whole magazine. I mean, yeah. I'm sure they have a website if I check it. But like, it's like a whole thing just about like <clears throat> creepy. Oh, there was one. The closest one was in the town, like a town or few ne- near mine, and it was like the 13 bumps or 13 witches or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there's a there was a road. That was like very close. Um, and when you're driving, you can like feel the bumps in the road. And there's 13 of them, supposedly for 13 witches that were killed and buried there. And they just happened to build a road there. That doesn't seem like the smartest decision. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's, that's like peak people not peopling because why? <laughs> Why would you ever, if you knew, or even, even if it was, even if it was just like not even a dead body, like if it was just, but if somebody said, oh yeah, there's dead bodies there. Why? Why would you build a road there? Just leave it alone. Like yeah, so many things um, would be solved if people would just leave shit alone. <laughs> unclear, but I did find it and it's in Watchung, New Jersey for anybody that's interested. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know, the, um, what I've been seeing around TikTok is on the American Horror Stories anthology mm, series. Mm-hmm. There's a Bloody Mary one. Oh. Mm-hmm. And apparently that's super intense. I don't know how uh, much it's actually related to the quote-unquote actual story because I haven't watched the episode. But sure. that's been floating around. So if you want to get like a little urban legend snippet, mm. maybe 30, 40-minute snippet, watch the American Horror Story thing. But – Fantastic. Brian, do you know any? I mean, Cropsy from camp was a little bit similar to um, Bloody uh, Bloody Mary in a way. Um, you also had uh, uh, the escaped convict from the insane asylum. I forget his name uh, mm-hmm. that would come to camp. But also, mm-hmm. do you remember the one? I don't remember it in full, but there's one where like somebody escaped from a mental institution dressed as a clown. And then the babysitter was over checking, like heard something from the attic and like, um, and like saw like, uh, saw all the, you know, so like there were weird mannequins in the attic and one was a clown. And then she like turned around and checked and the clown wasn't there anymore. Or it's something, or like maybe they were like frozen. Like they, like, I don't remember, but there's there was something about like checking the attic. There was a clown there, and then there wasn't a clown there, or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. and we find out that like that the, the the person had been hiding in the attic, dressed as a clown, pretending to be a mannequin, so they wouldn't get caught, or or something like that. That's all I got. Oh my gosh, that sounds like a weird <laughs> mesh of like a whole bunch of other yeah movies, <laughs> like a Stranger Calls, um, you know, yeah. Black Christmas, and like a couple yeah. others and stuff like that. But yeah, I remember that one for some reason. I also there's also like Sasquatch. I guess does that count as an urban legend or is that like a I don't know mm, or just like a yeah that's a good that's so, a good question. What about all of those like murdering clowns in like 2016? Oh yeah. Oh, like does that count? Did they actually murder anyone, or are we just like led to believe that they murdered people, and so that inherently mm. that becomes down urban legend i don't know also what the 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 thin man slender man slender man mm. yeah mm. he's the very thin, thin. Man. that's from um <laughs> charlie's angels <laughs> oh <laughs> creepy thin man creepy thin man yeah well, the, who like takes their hair very yes. creepy i hated that the thin man is also a uh the thin man is also like a 1930s like romance mystery like chain 
Anyway, no. <laughs> that's, that's neither here nor there. Nikisha, do you know other urban legends? I don't. And I, um, like I said before, I, there were some that I forgot that I knew until I watched this movie. Mm. And it was, ah, especially, uh, like you said, Brian, the one with underneath the car and slashing the ankles. That gets me. Every time. Ugh. Every time. No, There's also you. this really great TikTok of this woman. And I don't know what the premise was, but every time she gets into her car, she doesn't even look back. She just pulls her seat back and like elbows the back seat. So if someone is there, oh, I saw like, that. Yeah, yeah. Did you send that to Jamie and she showed it to me, or because Jamie showed me one where it's a woman like 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 putting your seat all the way back or like you know like turning yes. off the lights in her house and like making sure mm. like I forget is very funny. Yes, but I, I <laughs> love I love stuff like that. Wait, but um, do you want to know the best thing about? Speaking of urban legend, or I guess this in particular, yes. apparently they're talking about making a new one. Yes, yes, yes. Please, but because this is what I was going to say before, it's going to be focused on like the digital age because now mm-hmm. you have things like creepy pastas, which is like kind of what Slenderman is. Okay. Creepy pastas are like other spooky stories that like kind of existed on the internet and then like mm-hmm. continue to get told. Um, but yeah, it's like, there's all, I mean, there's also all kinds of stories that are creepypastas that are turned into movies on their own. Mm. Um, like I think Antlers is a, is a creepypasta. Oh, um, we need to like watch that. As one. Nice. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited because like, yeah, I think we hear less and less of these types of urban legends. And now it's just like, how, how does the existence of the internet, like, you know, continue to share new mm-hmm. stories and like how they get told um, in with a more contemporary lens. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. personally am very excited to see whatever this ends up being, and I hope it's good. I'm oh, sure it'll be great. And yes. Nikisha, one last thing: Loretta Divine mm-hmm. is in Urban Legends Two: Final Cut, or whatever it's called. <gasps> Then I have to great even more incentive because I think they're all on Hulu now, or at least I saw another. I don't know if this is the one you're talking about, Brian, but maybe mm. the third one was up. I don't know, but either way, I'm gonna yeah, the find third them one's all like and watch them. Urban Legend Three: Bloody Mary or something like that. Yeah, that's the yeah. one that I saw on, on with Kate Hulu. Mara. Yeah, and the <laughs> second one has uh, what's her name from uh, um, Jennifer Morrison. From Once Upon a Time and uh, House. Oh, yes. Mm. Yes. Love her. Grand. Well, shall we get into our mm, brains section mm. of this movie? Brains. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so many things. And there was one thing you mentioned, Jamie, that you... Uh, I don't know, something that you were about to say about, like mental health how somebody was reacting to something and maybe it'll come up when we when we go this but I oh, was it to related to the like bipolar thing because like yeah, that all yes. that was all stupid yeah. yeah like goth people aren't bipolar uh, yes. that's all that really needs to be said okay, like right. goth <laughs> people aren't in here like just because you're goth does not mean you're bipolar you could be yes. you could be bipolar you could you know struggle with bipolar and then also be goth but it's like this does not compute 100 percent. that was so <laughs> silly and annoyed me yeah, you should check her pulse. She's looked like that for years. That was gross. That was like truly the most obscene thing that I've heard in a very long time. I mean, that's not true, but like in that I can recall from my mm-hmm. poor short-term memory. But like, what a what a gross, terrible, awful thing to say if they're implying that she's like suicidal. Then like right. maybe they also should have like supported her instead of make terrible comments. Gosh, well. To uh, to that point, we always talk about fight, flight, and freeze and stuff when we're in danger, and how every how, how these people were reacting to death seemed a little not human behavior esque. So uh, my question is, and this is probably just a, a very generalized and random question, but is there something like fight, flight, or freeze for when you do come in contact with like a dead body or you see death before you like we have some people that make those awful jokes like you just said or there are some people who don't say anything or you know whatever the case may be so is there something like that in adjacent yeah I mean I 
I wonder like if it's less about fight or flight because it's not necessarily adrenaline, but more mm-hmm. of just like a cri- like experiencing a crisis. Like okay. I would say that like a murder on a college campus would be a crisis to everybody who's like on that campus, mm-hmm. whether they have a relationship with that person or not, because it's still like, oh, someone died. There's a murderer but potentially. And like, you know, how that might impact somebody's mental health. Um, and maybe you do have people, you know, using humor as a defense mechanism because the, the idea of there being a murderer is like too terrifying to, to deal with. Although again, I don't think that that like, not excuses this (laughs) awful comment. Um, but yeah, it makes me think of more of like, uh, like when there's a crisis, which is like a short term, like event that causes a significant amount of distress, mm-hmm. how it, it, it's it's different from fight or flight because there's like the immediate thing that you're like in danger of where like this in this situation, I don't think they're like all these students are immediately in danger, but mm-hmm. maybe they're all just like processing, you know, a a a trauma in a shared, like a shared trauma in different ways. Some right. people might be quieter and like insular and withdraw some people some people might act out um Mm. yeah so like hopefully they can bring in some uh crisis counselors one of my favorite um things that we do here and i'm happy that we have the moment to do it on this episode is is it a billy or a stew (laughs) stew as in stir the pot movies don't create psychos Movies make psychos more creative. It's a scream, baby. Billy or stew. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about Brenda and Jamie. Tell me, is she a Billy or a stew? All right. So what you think? Billy is the psychopath and stew yes. is the sociopath. Yes. Um. She, but Brenda is undoubtedly a Billy. She orchestrates this whole thing. Also, how much research did she have to do into urban legends? I also, I, mm-hmm. I meant to say something while we were watching it, but I wa- I didn't want to reveal anything. Mm-hmm. We should go back because I didn't know this yet and see if that urban legend book also had been taken out by Brenda because you see Ooh. that it was taken out last by, by Damon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah but I don't remember if her name comes up too. But like, yeah, the lengths that she went through to organize all of this. Also, like when Damon is killed, she like fully makes the car disappear and his body and what car car tracks. Like how does she do all of that in that period of time? Like how anyway. she strong enough to carry the guys? Uh, I don't know if it's like Mm-mm. strength. Uh, I mean, some of it has to be strength. Um like the brains, like adrenaline. She's smart. She yeah, had adrenaline. Power point presentation Correct. of her killings <laughs> is great. So definitely, psychopath. definitely, Billy. definitely on the Billy train. My oh, yeah. God. Woo, woo. <laughs> I would also say. I would also say that I'm. I'm checking it right now. I just have to get through the Hulu ad. Um, mm-hmm. But. Uh, she also could have manipulated Damon into taking that book out so that she can kind of look into it. Um, mm-hmm. But also, like, you'd think that she would have planned these things before the school started. Also, why now? Why Why sophomore year? Why, you know what I mean? Like, did it take her that, maybe it took her that long to plan it? I don't know. But, like. Because she was on, because they say uh, Natalie was on probation uh, for a year because of, um uh, the reckless because endangerment the, charge. Yeah. So would oh, you so wait until she, like, she was off probation? I think so. Oh, That's my understanding. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Nice. I love it. Fantastic. Well, are we ready to Rotten Tomatoes this movie? Oh, Let's do I it. am ready to Rotten Tomatoes this. Oh, no, no, no. Like All right, really what do you two think this has on Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> There's no way the critics 
cared for this movie. No. Uh, so I'm going to go low, which breaks my little old heart. Yep. Um, I'm going to go with like a 42. Yeah, I was going to say 40. I'll stick with 40. <clears throat> All right. This has a 24% on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> and, a th- <laughs> and a 37% when it comes to um, – a 37% when it comes to audience score. And let's go please, into – what did you say? No, I just said, please, guys, why? But anyway, keep going. Uh, elements of Scream reappear in a vastly inferior vehicle. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's wrong, but I, I still – that can be correct and I can still enjoy it. Right. Mm-hmm. It can still be a great movie because it is. <laughs> it is. Fantastic. Right. Are we ready for the four S's? Yes. Skull, scare, shakes, and suggestions. The talking horns, four S's. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the four S's are skulls, scares, shakes, and suggestions. Uh, We are going to talk through all these, give them a one through ten. And uh, let's start with you, Nikisha. What What are your rankings uh, for this. Skulls, I'll give it a five because of her master plan. <laughs> um, scares, I'll give it a three. It wasn't scary, but it's just the remembering all of the legends when I was young that makes it scary. And Shakes, I'll give it a six because I'm going to remember this and I'm going to watch it multiple times. <laughs> totally. Uh, Jamie, what about you? Yeah, so for Skulls, I gave it a four because, you know, I can still like this movie even if I don't think people are peopling in the best mm-hmm. in the in the most realistic way. Yeah. Um for scares, so like my now score is gonna be a four. Um, just because I've seen it so many times and sure. it doesn't like scare me as much. But I, I still feel that like nostalgic anxiety when I mm-hmm. do watch it. So that's why it's not lower. Um for shakes, I'm going to give it an eight because I love this movie and I'm I'm never going to forget my first time watching it mm-hmm. and every subsequent rewatch. Yeah. I love that. Okay, it does not show that Brenda took it out. Um mm-hmm. in the scene where she checks the 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 card, it only shows Tom Mather, Mac Yeager, and uh Damon um on mm-hmm. there. Maybe there's a freeze frame in here. Hold on, I'm going to check it now. This is not exciting for anybody other than <laughs> us. Calm Jones and J.A. Melvin uh, also took mm. this book out. Um, so this one October 7th of many years beforehand, November 6th, December 2nd, January 11th, and then September 8th is when Damon took it out. Um, Thank you for doing the research. Yeah, the encyclopedia. The encyclopedia for for anyone trying to send us this encyclopedia, it's the Encyclopedia of Urban Legends. Um, uh, The author is Charles S. Breen, and it's in the section Mythos, Folklore, and Legends. Excellent. I'm glad I checked that. Um, Okay, (laughs) I'm going to go with a three for mental health and human behavior. I'm just going to – no, I'll give it a four like Jamie because of the – like it just got me back into Urban Legends again and like it messed with their heads and I appreciated that. Um, uh, scares, I'm going to give it a three because the Urban Legends are spooky but also I, I did get got by one jump scare in this. The, oh, yeah, you did. The um, – the coat in the professor's like secret room when she sees it, I thought it was a dude and I jumped and that's just my life. Um, and I'm going to give this a seven. I had a blast. I wouldn't suggest this over some other slashers, but like, damn what I suggest this. I'm so happy Jamie kept using this as suggestions and we finally did it. Um, right. All right. Absolutely. So let's go through our suggestions. Uh, Nikisha, why don't you go first? You already said it. I know what you did last summer, and we absolutely have to do that for this podcast because right. I love it so much. Cool. Uh, Jamie, what's your suggestion? That was also my suggestion. But again, yeah, Scream, I know you did last summer. Um, just quintessential late 90s, early 2000s slasher. Sure. Yeah. Um, those That was also going to be mine, but I also want to throw out there uh, that – some good 90s slashers are also you know what i'll also put out there like happy death day 
Um, oh yeah, not '90s, yeah. but I feel like ca- carries on the like the the um, the I don't know the tone. Maybe like it's yeah. definitely derivative of these. Um, I would probably go with that. Um, I think another good one is probably like the faculty. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily a slasher per se, but faculty falls into this genre that I love. And I, mm-hmm. I will, I only think of bleachers bleachers to me as a band and, uh, the scene in the faculty though. That's what I think of when I see bleachers. Beautiful. Cool. <laughs> um, right. Fantastic. Well, I think that wraps up our Urban Legends episode. Thanks for listening, guys. You can follow us on all of the social medias, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, YouTube, at TalkHorrorPod, P-O-D. And Brian, where can they listen to us? Sure. You can listen to us wherever you find podcasts. So that includes things like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and of course, Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us there. Five stars, please. And thank and you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I should be doing five stars, please. Oh. Spooky, spooky. Oh, okay. So I do have a quote. This was my favorite quote from this movie. Yeah. And it was when Loretta Devine was talking to the dean about Damon's whereabouts. And the dean says, he might be in a motel with a girl or a guy or a farm animal. You were 18 once. And Loretta looks at him and says, not that kind of 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she is a national treasure. She is. I love her so much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. <laughs>